Hello and welcome back to the PBS podcast, everyone. This episode is all about the academic and the athletic side of sport. Um, and considering that we're all going through exam season right now with AP testing and finals, I figured this topic would help us a little bit um, and kind of seeing from the teacher's perspective as well. Um, so yeah, so today I'll be interviewing Olivia Foster, who has been a swimmer at the club level, high school level, currently coaches a swim team in the summer, and is pursuing a career in teaching. Olivia and I will be discussing how her history as an athlete will help her be more understanding of student-athletes, how the skills she's developed as an athlete contributed to her desire to pursue teaching, how she hopes to implement the importance of mental health in her classroom, what she hopes to bring to the table in the academic environment, and how she has found more love for her sport when she left the competitive setting. Olivia is a very close friend of mine and is passionate about college, teaching, mental health, and swim. I hope listeners grasp a deeper understanding of how sports can help in future careers, how one can find more peace with themselves and their sport by leaving the competitive atmosphere, and how teachers deserve more respect and acknowledgement for all the hard work they put into teaching. Without further ado, let's meet our guest. Uh, Hello, Olivia. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, so my name is Olivia Foster. I am a past competitive swimmer, and I am attending Miami University in the fall to major in elementary education. Yay, queen. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to jump into the questions with you just to kind of get it rolling and kind of, you know, how you fell in love with academic and teaching a little bit. All right. So how did you get into swimming? So I started swimming when I was around like five. I went to like this little like house hut and just like did my little like swim practices with the family who like made the whole like company and it was super cool and I like have a memory of like me and my friends sitting down and my mom asking me do you want to join a swim team and I just mindlessly said yes because I was playing with my Barbies and didn't think much about it and then when I had to go to the swim practice I was a little confused but I loved it regardless and I still do it now and I'm a coach now so that's so, good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's funny you start with Barbies. I mean, I feel like that's all of us. Like, your yeah. parents are just like, okay, you want to do this? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then you yeah. get to, like, that, and you're like, I have to put physical <laughs> exertion into this? What is exactly. this? Exactly. Maybe if I paid more attention, I wouldn't be swimming now, but it's okay. you never know. <laughs> it made you find something. You had something to do with your time. Exactly. Um, so what did you like about swimming, and what didn't you like? So, with swimming, I obviously liked staying in shape. Yeah. That was really nice. Was um, you know, it's really good cardio just a good skill to have to swim just to stay alive so everyone learn how to swim keep your heart healthy everyone yep but yeah I like I don't know I just like loved like having a routine with it too yeah like having that established routine was something that really made it difficult for me when I stopped swimming that I didn't have that anymore Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I picked up working a lot yeah because it like having that I'm like okay I need to finish this by then so so I can go to work at this time and Mm -hmm. then I'll get home at this time so, like, I definitely like the routine established. I like the, like, friendships that came out of it. Yes. Love my friends. Um, but I think just, like, a hard part about swimming for me was, like, when it got, like, more serious. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have one girl that, like, we were always the same speed. And then once, like, she stopped doing it, I just kind of felt like I didn't have that, like, companion anymore. Yeah. And so it definitely was a little bit more difficult um, after that. And I think that's kind of when I started falling out of love with the sport. I just wasn't really, like, into it anymore. I still love, like, swimming. Yeah. I just didn't like the environment I was in that much. Yeah. And 
it just wasn't giving me a lot of what it used to. Yeah, I think that that is hard though, and I know you like you like structure, and I like structure. We're like the mm-hmm. same in that way, and like I see your little like planning things. Like she has like a whole planning thing on her iPad that she shows mm-hmm. me every day. She's like, you've got to see how pretty this design is. And I'm like, oh my god. Exactly. But yeah, I like the like aesthetic of it. I have a bullet journal. You do you have a bullet journal? I used to have one, and then I just was so OCD about it. I was okay. like, this page looks ugly. Tear it out. My and then therapist nothing was told left. me not to look. Like I have not looked at Pinterest. She's like, don't look at Pinterest ideas don't look at anything and just like draw like how you would like want to and honestly it's been helping a lot yeah so maybe like once your like mind is rebooted a little bit <laughs> you can go back and like start doing that i need to try it my inspiration carrie if you're listening you're my inspiration oh for my bullet god journaling. that queen literally bullet journals is so aesthetic like her handwriting she is the pinterest that i shouldn't yes, look at because it's so good she is the pinterest in like human form literally um so i'm guessing like I had my next question was for you was like what made you stop like step away from competing but you kind of answered that with like the Mm -hmm. environment yeah is there anything else that contributed to you stepping away um the commitment for sure I just wasn't I mean freshman year I was on JV and I love that it was such a good like I think we did it like practices maybe three times a week Mm -hmm. maybe four and they were shorter and I just loved the environment because it wasn't as like strict I guess you could say I was able to still have fun with it while like trying my hardest I guess yeah and but like once I got on to varsity my sophomore year I was actually like I w- okay I wouldn't say I was excited I think I was actually more sad I got on to varsity yeah I mean that's how I feel with all the summers if yeah I, if hopefully the coaches are listening. <laughs> but that's what I hear from all summers like I don't want to be on varsity like, yeah I mean the jump from it like you know, in JV, you're not expected to do lifting. You're not expected to swim before school. And I mean, thank goodness for me, I never had to swim before school. Yeah. Your first year on varsity, you don't swim before school. You only lift before school twice a week. Mm-hmm. And then your second year on varsity is when you start swim- swimming before school. Yeah, so when you're like your second year on varsity, you are doing swimming before school, going to school, swimming after school. And then, you know, that's twice a week. And then the other two days, you're lifting before school, going to school, swimming after school. Meets, yeah. yeah. Meets doesn't, yeah. And we had, like, weekend practices. We had, like, Sundays, and they were, like, maybe 25, 30 minutes away, those practices. And, I mean, like, during breaks, I didn't even look forward to breaks. I was so sad when breaks would come, like... For our winter break, we would have upwards of three practices a day. Yeah, it's, yeah. and that's yeah. winter break, like Christmas. This is where, like, I highly stress with, like, coaches. Like, you need to give your athletes some time for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, you're not going to, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, Christmas Eve and New Year's Day, I think, practices were the hardest ones of the season. Yeah. And everyone knew that. So I wouldn't look forward to Christmas because I was like, okay, Christmas Eve, got to do this and you know, I was quarantined during that, so luckily oh. I never did have to do it. Luckily I didn't have but, to do that, but yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, worked worked my way out of it, I guess. But it, I think that would have just been my breaking point, honestly, if I did have to yeah, go that. Yeah, that commitment is crazy. Like, yeah. you have to have for that. Like, even track's not that, like, intense. Like, we have lifting in the morning two days a week, but then it stops yeah. in postseason, which I'm sure it is for you guys, does it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Our well, the thing is, we never really have a postseason, and I know. I mean, okay. since you do cross country and track, you honestly really don't either. Yeah. With like indoor track and all that. Yeah. But like with us, like a lot of like the high school swimmers are the ones that also do club, and I was one of them mm-hmm. for a while. And so, I mean, you're off season, you're still swimming. Like I said, I still coach a swim team. Yeah. So summer, I'm coaching and I'm swimming on a swim team. Fall, I'm doing club. Yeah. Winter, I'm doing high school swim. 
spring i'm doing clubs so yeah. it just like never stops it's just like an ongoing cycle yeah, yeah it's it's crazy especially when people are like how do you have time to do stuff i'm like i really don't no but we're just doing it like no just you know do yeah. what we can <laughs> <laughs> so what do you miss about competing because now you are a teacher and you don't compete so like what do you miss about it um or do you not miss it at all you can say that too. well the thing is okay so <laughs> with coaching here's the hard part yeah i coach but i still have to swim at the meets Oh, okay. So I don't practice, which again makes it a little difficult because I don't swim all year and then I have to start competing. Yeah. So that definitely takes a little bit of a toll on you. Um, <laughs> but I do miss like feeling competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I really want to beat this person because I don't have that now because I'm like, okay, they swim like routinely yeah. and I don't. So I'm not really going into it with an expectation of like, I'm. I need to beat this person. My only real competitors are the other people that don't swim all year, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like... yeah, I mean, so I miss, like, feeling like I have a chance. Yeah. I guess. I think you still have, like, a chance in your own regards. So you can prove yourself, like, something. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you can still swim. Like, that's a big thing. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's, it feels good to do it again. But, I mean, I just, like, like seeing, like, everyone else's, like, return. Like, they're like, okay, I worked on this really, really hard in practice, and I finally got it. Yeah. And, like, I did so well at the meet, and that just makes me so happy. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what did you discover about yourself when you stopped competing? Like, is there anything that you realized, like, you maybe, I don't know, you found it in special interest of yours? I mean... I realized that I love to be organized and I love routines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like we were saying, um, I love to feel like structured. Like I, yes. that's what I missed about swimming was like I had my routine of like going to school, going to practice, coming home, mm-hmm. showering, yeah. eating like the biggest meal of my life. Yeah, like just, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's since like transferred into working, like. It's just, like, a way for me to work around and be, like, okay, I actually need to get this done because I work tonight. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel, like, how I used to feel about swimming has kind of turned into how I feel about working. Like, yeah, sometimes you're, like, I really don't want to go. But then I get there and I'm, like, I love my coworkers. Yeah. I love my managers. I love working. Yeah, it's, like, fun once you get there. That's how I feel about school. I'm, like, I don't want to go. But then I just see you and, like, Carrie and, like, other people. (laughs) Exactly. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I am happy I'm here because, like, I actually get out of the house and see people. Like, I like that structure, too. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. Same thing with my practices. Like, I get out and I'm, like, I don't want to go and run. And then I see my team and it's, like, perfect. Makes it ten times better. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, what made you want to start pursuing teaching? And then also, like, did your mental health play a, like, a part in you deciding, to, like, to teach, if that makes sense? Yeah. So, I mean, coaching and, like, swimming is honestly the reason that I do want to teach. Um, like, I think I've always loved, like, helping others in that kind of way. Like, mm-hmm. I started being a junior coach, I think, when I was 13 for a yeah. summer swim team. And then I went up you know, COVID. And then I, I don't, I think I was a, maybe a, oh, I was a coach for one year. Yeah. And then I was head coach last year and I'm going to be head coach this season too. That's crazy. Like you're, yeah. only, you're only what, 18, 17? Well, we all have to be un, like 18 or under. Okay. Yeah. So that does, you know, make an impact too. But, yeah, but still, you know, I mean, crazy. I think like my like management skills, I guess, I don't have good time management skills. <laughs> But my overall Nobody does. management if you, skills. If you are an AP, you are lying to me and you tell me that all your stuff is done on time. Like, yeah. I swear Anyone to God. Anyone in AP lit, if you are listening, don't even lie to yourself. Don't even lie to yourself, <laughs> quite literally. Oh my God. But yeah, yeah that's I funny. mean, it's just like, I loved coaching and I still do. And I love helping the kids and, you know, 
Obviously, there's some rough days. Yeah. Um, we've both had crying times, but I mean, I just like love like seeing them. And I was like, okay, I really love helping kids. So I was trying to find like a full year job. And then I started working at a swim school. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, combines like a little bit more like one-on-one teaching mm-hmm. with like swimming. Like yeah. two things I like love. So I loved that. It's just more of the management that I didn't love, but we're not going to get into that. Um, (laughs) But I mean, that was like awesome. And now one of the kids that I coached at Goldfish, I'm coaching over the summer for private lessons. See, like, does it make you like feel good to like see like your like students like progressing or even like having that extra level of like they like, I don't know, like you feel like you're doing a good job because they generally like your teachings. Yeah. I mean, over time I've taught kids, let's see, ages six months. All the way to 18 years old. Oh, my God. Like, throughout, like, yeah. like just in general. Um, so, I've taught people, obviously, a lot younger than me. And yeah. I've even taught people older than me. And it, like, no matter the age, just seeing them, like, feel so happy about something they did it makes it 10 times better. And, like, even the kid that I'm, like, helping with private lessons this summer that I taught at Goldfish, I remember when I started teaching him. This was, like, January of, like, 2022, maybe. Yeah. And he wouldn't even, like, put his face under the water. He was four years old at this point. Yeah. Or, no, he was three at this point. Oh, my God. Wouldn't want to put his face under the water. And by the time I think I stopped having lessons with him, so, like, March of this year, like, 2023, March yeah. 2023, so, like, a year and two months or something, he was swimming all by himself. Yeah. Like, multiple, like, That's so, like, like a good yeah. amount of feet. Like, maybe, like, five, ten mm-hmm. feet by I himself. I think it's so cool, like... And I'm sure, like, this, like, comes with, like, being a teacher and even, like, a coach. Like, you seeing, like, the progress, like, they made and also mm-hmm. something that you contributed to is so, like, nice. I yeah. I mean, I love, like, it makes me happy they're meeting their goals. It makes them happy oh, seeing yeah. their work paying off. And it makes their parents so happy oh, for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Like, the parents, like, seeing, they're like, oh, my God, like, we're going to go get you a treat. Like, you yeah. did so good. And then, like, That's the everyone's best. just so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's It's just, it's nice. Yeah. And so, like, because you said, like, you said you coached like a lot of different grade levels are not grade levels but um ages, ages yeah. yeah what grade level do you hope to teach like what are you aiming for when you go into teaching okay so i'm doing elementary education so that's like at least for the school i'm going to miami it covers pre-k through five so okay. i'll be able to teach any age in that mm-hmm. area in that um so for me at least with swimming i've noticed i love working with like three four and five year olds the most Um, But kindergarteners, I don't know if I'd want to work with this school. Um, I've shadowed a couple different schools, and I've shadowed kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third grade. I haven't done fourth or fifth, but I don't know. We'll see. But (laughs) you're gonna be a great teacher. Thank you. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the kindergartners are at that point where they don't understand a lot yet, and I think it's also kind of skewed right now for the fact of COVID. Oh yeah. A lot of these kids, like especially like third graders, they didn't have that original conditioning of like it's it's constant technology, and also like mm -hmm. I feel like they're also like I don't know. I feel like they've gotten, like, worse with attitude. Like, oh, respect yeah. has, like, gone down the drain, like, they, completely. It's the thing, too, though. They were never, like, some of these kids weren't in those, like, young formative grades where they learned how to respect teachers, oh, yeah. how to respect their peers, mm-hmm. how to respect really anyone. Yeah. Because they were sitting at home as, a, like, a five- or six-year-old on a screen mm-hmm. watching and being taught. And I feel like, obviously... I mean, for us, we were, like, freshmen and sophomores when yeah. COVID. So I understood what was going on. Yeah. I was learning to some degree. <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> Camera's off, you know. Just yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, you know, 
I was still getting something out of it. These kids, they're not going to really learn two plus no. two over a screen. No. You know? For sure. So, I mean, I feel like it definitely, I feel like that impacts it a lot. I think um, having, like, someone like you as a teacher, you might be able to, like, bring that out of them. Do you know what I mean? That's like, true. Because yeah. some teachers, like, they just kind of, I wouldn't say it's, like, a healthy adaption to what's going mm-hmm. on. Because I think sometimes there is a point where you can't, like, adapt. You have to kind of change stuff. Exactly, And yeah. so I've noticed, like, teachers are, like, dumbing things down and simplifying things. So I think, like, maybe you bring it in and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that'll yeah. That'll help definitely. Like, so. understanding. Yeah. I feel like understanding and patience are a big thing that teachers need to have and a lot do have some, I think, I don't, I kind of question why they chose it because they complain and yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there are bad days and you know, bad students, but at the same time, like, I feel like you have to go into it knowing, you know, you can't know everything that's going to happen, but you have to be able to be like, okay, yeah, I might have a kid that's going to act out a lot. And I mean, I feel like that's a really scary, ambiguous part for teachers. Like the whole thing of like, you know that story about the kid pulling a teacher, like oh, the gun yeah. and, that's you know, shooting. Yeah. I don't, I think it was like her shoulder or something he yeah. shot. Like, obviously, that's like really, really that's scary. Like the extreme that's version. the extreme. Yeah. And, but like, that's something you have to take in, into consideration. I think anybody does nowadays. You never know yeah. where you're at, what's going to happen, which is kind of unfortunate. Exactly. But. Like, you have to take into consideration, like, Everything. you know, these kids are going through all paths of lives and a lot of them don't know how to deal with it because they're so young. Oh, yeah. So it's not like they've had time to realize, like, oh, like, something's, like, not good about this. And, like, (laughs) how do you think teachers are handling that now? Like, from, like, what we've seen, like, as you're in the classroom, a student right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think, like, the teachers are doing right or wrong or things that you would change? I think teachers are relating with students a lot, which makes them feel a lot more, like, comfortable and open to, like, talk about how they truly feel. Um, so I think that's definitely really good. And there's a whole thing right now of like a lot of teachers doing affirmations oh, yeah. with their young students mm-hmm. and like, it's all over you know, TikTok and I love that. Exactly. Like a really big part. Like what, like I follow so many t- teachers on TikTok, <laughs> but like this one girl, um, teacher, she had her, stu- her second graders write down like something that she says a yeah. lot and a lot of them were like, you are kind, you are, yeah. you know, and it's like stuff like that, like that makes a bigger impact than they probably think. And it's really cool to see the outcome for them. No, and I, people, I know, like, they take, like, sticks and stuff and put them in there and different mm-hmm. things like that. And I wish that we got that when we were kids because I think, again, when we were, like, even, we're not that old, but, like, when we were kids, mental health and, like, stuff, like, positive self-talk was never talked about. It's, like, if you got no. a bad grade, like, that's your fault. Like, exactly. you know, like, you're going to screw up, you know, whatever. Like, that always scared me. I think now teachers, because they're younger maybe, too, are more mm-hmm. realizing of that. And I think that's important. I think it's because they realize now we're finally... You know, I was just watching a podcast about this and about, like, mm-hmm. mental health, 20-whatever. You're not watching this, but I love your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but they were just I'll talking. I'll send it to them. And yeah. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll yeah, listen. please. Okay. I love your podcast. Watch it, 1734. <laughs> oh, um, my God. So, um, no, but they were made an episode, I think, maybe this week or the week prior. Um, so, like, April 2023 about... Being more open about mental health, mental health than they ever have before. Yeah. And it was really cool to listen to because they were, like, opening up and saying about how in the past a lot of people weren't able to open up. Like, yeah. it was not socially acceptable to open up and be like, hey, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't a big thing to be like, you know, hey, you're great. Like, yeah. I don't know. And they were talking about now, like, 
you know, we are more open about it and we're taking steps towards it, but it's kind of been shifted into like a comedic way of like expressing yeah. mental health. Yeah. Like saying like, haha, mentally ill. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Like we've all done that before. Yeah. But also like people that overdo it or like make fun of disorders is when I really get upset mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my God, you look so like xyz and stuff yeah and naming some type of thing and i get really i don't know i think angry i'm like what's like that's not okay like yeah mentally ill thing like i mean i'm mentally ill like you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm just gonna say i think most people are so like i get it like sometimes people use humor yeah. to be coping but there is a point where it goes too far exactly um, and then people don't take it seriously and you wonder why older generations aren't willing to listen because we're making fun of it just like they are and so. i mean a point i really liked that the podcast pointed out in their episode was they were saying, yeah, like, you know, it's not great that we're turning it into, into like, a comedic spin. And, and, you know, it's good if that is a coping, but obviously that can only cope so far. But at least it's putting it out there. Yeah. You know, like, you're expressing, oh, yeah, I'm mentally ill and I'm acknowledging that. Even if you're putting it in a comedic spin, at least it, you know, like, like, provokes the question of, like, oh, hey, this person's, like, expressing that, but I can kind of tell they're being, like, a little bit, like, yeah. self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Are they really okay? It's and like that opens conversation. It's is the humor, and so then you kind of see that, and it helps. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's definitely, like, a huge thing. <laughs> so, what do you, like, hope to change in your classroom when you begin teaching? Because, obviously, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked out, like, obviously, at school and stuff about things that you see and I see and that you've kind of talked about. In- yeah. Um, I've definitely picked out parts from, like, experiences that I've had um, as a student, as a coach, yeah. as, like, someone shadowing a classroom. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, like, from a coach perspective, I definitely want to be, like, encouraging to the kids. And I want to, like, you know, like, when they meet those goals, I really want to be, like, happy for them and, like, yeah. let them know I am happy for them. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, that's like exactly. Like, I, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from a student perspective, as a teacher, I would just want to be, like, open Mm -hmm. I don't I mean again these are like gonna be elementary kids so I'm not gonna be like telling them my whole life story yeah but But I think like you have to like you have to make it a point to be like yeah I am like with you like it's not like you know you still want to have that teacher student relationship but you don't want the lines to be too blended but you also don't want them so harsh that your students feel like disconnected from you because you are spending six hours a day five days a week Mm -hmm. you know for multiple months out of the year with these people so and studies have shown like too like if you're having fun with it or like stuff like that you perform better like for me Mm -hmm. like at least in my athletics like when I was like hating it and everything or like not doing it because like I generally want to do it like soccer I wasn't performing well where like now I am performing well because I'm doing something that I love yeah um and same thing goes I'm sure with like academics for us exactly I mean like these teachers I feel like you can really tell what it when it's like something they're passionate about Mm -hmm. like again I'm bringing up TikTok because this is where I see all of it but like these teachers like they're making it like a fun environment for them and the students yeah, like that's good and I mean yeah the whole like affirmation thing I love like mm-hmm. you know like telling the students you are not how you're performing in the class like obviously yeah. I want you to try your hardest I want you to pay attention when we're learning but we can still have fun with it we can learn we can make it a good environment mm-hmm. we can be kind to our peers oh yeah and still get something out of it yeah so i, I love that you're wanting to do that and i think that's <laughs> like definitely important and if you're a teacher listening to this definitely listen to what olivia is saying yeah um so what are you most excited about when you do start making an impact i yeah. think and seeing that that makes me so happy now like like i was saying before like seeing the kid I teach like swim like farther when he originally wouldn't even put his face on the water like that I can directly see that I made an impact on him because he can swim now he yeah. now 
for the rest of his life, he's going to be able to swim because I helped him swim. And obviously a big part of that is him yeah. breaking barriers in his own mind about I can't do it when I know. But I you like to see people like succeeding. Like, you know exactly. I mean? And like, I think the thing with like teaching is like you bring out something in every person. And I yeah. think that's something that you definitely did with him. Like you gave, like you didn't directly give him the confidence, but you mm-hmm. brought it out of him. He just needed a little push. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part. And the thing with teaching too is like you are making an impact on the future generations. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, it's just, like, you just hold, like, a little, little, little tiny piece of the pie in the whole world. Mm -hmm. But, like, even for that little piece of the pie, think about how many people you're going to impact during your career. Like, I don't know, if you have a class of, like, 30 students and you teach for, like, I don't know, 40 years... That's like 1,200 kids that you impacted. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's crazy. And it's just, I don't know, it's, I, hearing you say that is just making me smile. Like, <laughs> you're just so like, you're like, I want like to do something for the world. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's important. And like, shows you're genuine about what you're doing and what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think I want to I ask you about like, like, com- like not kind of bringing in the sports piece too. Like, mm-hmm. do you think aspects of competing like, led you to this? Like, I know you said, like, you mm-hmm. know, swimming ultimately led you to want to teach and stuff, but, like, yeah. what aspects of competing has now transferred into how you're going to teach? I mean, I think, obviously, again, competitiveness mm-hmm. with sports. I mean, I feel like a lot, and I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like everyone kind of can agree with this. Competing can make you feel very down about yourself. It can make you feel like you you aren't good. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that transfers into the classroom for like, you can put yourself like, oh, that person's so smart. Like I could never be that smart. I could never get an A on this essay or something like that. And I feel like as a coach, I see it as, you know, yeah, they are different speeds, but also this person's maybe spending more time on it and they're working on it outside of practices. Or maybe this person's just not as committed, but at the same time, they're trying, they're both trying their best and that's what's important. And I know, like, there's a couple kids that I've taught that maybe didn't start out as, like, super committed to it. Or they just, like, mm-hmm. weren't, like, I wouldn't say weren't the best on the team. Yeah. But, like, they just, like, uh, they weren't, like, that, like, prodigy child yeah, of yeah. swimming. And, like, over the years, I've seen them pick up the pace. And they, like, seem more interested in the sport. And they just overall, like, aren't. I feel like it's almost when you stop caring yeah. that you get better because mm-hmm. you're not having that mental barrier of like, I need to get better. You're just like, I'm going to perform my best. And having that better attitude, like you were saying, yeah. makes you a better athlete. Yeah. You're competing and you're doing school for yourself. And yeah. that's the other thing too, is I think a lot of like, we're in pretty high level classes and like, mm-hmm. I'm only in one this year because I only like English. Like that's like my <laughs> main subject. And like, I'll tell you what, AP Lit may be like, a hard thing but I love analyzing books and it's yeah. making it fun because I'm doing this for me I'm not doing this for my parents I'm not doing this because I want like ex you know whatever college to like yeah. see my grades and stuff and I think that's kind of good and I mean at the same time too I feel like the whole thing of like comparing yourself obviously can be like put into the classroom yeah, and like I mean for the other side I don't love English and I'm an AP lit. Yeah. like it's definitely not my favorite subject and but she's just she's really smart and she's really good at it oh, so thanks yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> thanks for the plug um, you're welcome. no but like I mean I'm more of like I love science I think it's so fun I've yeah. never liked social studies mm-hmm. but I've taken like honors social studies for example all the way from seventh grade until junior year when it was still like a requirement Mm -hmm. and I mean I feel like what encouraged me to work hard in that was that I knew it would overall better me and that's why I keep taking advanced classes because I know in the long run it's going to impact me and I think 
that's a big thing you have to think about in the in school and athletics how it's going to impact you in the long run mm-hmm, for sure like now julia she's gonna be able to run for like yeah. the rest of her life like yeah, you true. know like good running form you know yeah. how to run and i know how to swim for the rest of my mm-hmm. life i know how i can stay active if i'm ever feeling bored <laughs> so i mean you and your 150 squat yeah <laughs> yeah 150 squat a day challenge oh my god <laughs> but um yeah i mean i just feel like you know it's a lot of stuff like that's what I'm trying to get, like, a lot of people, like, my brother, for example, mm-hmm. to look at. Like, how it's going to impact you in the long run. No, yeah. He does not want to take honors English again. And I told him, I was like, I don't love English either. He's and I, good at it, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He's good at See, it. Like, you're already bringing out something in somebody. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, how, you, that's how you can manipulate. Like, I'm bringing something positive out of yeah, you. Yeah. You're going to thank me later. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, I mean, it, I'm just like, you're going to – it'll help. Yeah. Because now, like – if I do well on the AP exam for lit, that takes me out of two English classes in yeah. college. And, and as someone who doesn't love English, yeah. not taking it in college sounds like great to me. Sounds like a dream. And then you have more time too. Yeah, so I mean, good. and you have to think about it too. When you're in like elementary school, middle school, high school, you have more of a one-on-one relationship with your teacher, especially like if you're in a smaller school. And I mean, we're definitely not in a small school by yeah. any means. But our class sizes are small enough where we can still have a relationship with our teachers. But if you decide to go to a big college like Ohio State or yeah. something like that, you're in classes with, I don't know, maybe people like anywhere from like 200 kids, like maybe even 500. Yeah. I don't know. There's no like but personal. Exactly. It yeah. would, it's kind of harder for you to make a personal relationship with your teachers yeah. and like, you know, get that one-on-one time. But like I know at Miami, some of the class sizes, I think the biggest I'm going to have is maybe like 70. The smallest yeah. I can have is like maybe 40. Yeah, it's small and, Loyola too, so yeah. it's nice. Yeah, I mean, I like when I was shadowing there with my friend Kaya, I was able to see like the one-on-one relationships see, with important. the teachers and professors yeah. and it just it made it like super cool. Yeah. Like they know they know them by name. Yeah. Which is like I something I didn't even think was possible in I college. I think I mean I'm hoping, but like for me at least I think the AP lit class is much more enjoyable because we had Mrs. Rose. Like yeah. and I think maybe like for you like she at like that her personality and like her care for like us yeah. as students and like I mean she gave us little notes and stuff for the AP like <laughs> thing and like that just kind of shows like they're going the extra mile to you know, show that they care and they're excited to see how you do. Exactly. And I feel like, again, like your coach or your teacher is really what like impacts you a lot too. And that's why I want to be like the best I can as a teacher and a coach, because I can see like from a student and athlete perspective of how much of an impact it makes on Mm -hmm. you also. And I mean, like, I don't know. It's just like the whole thing of like, I never have liked English, especially last year taking AP Lang. I was yeah, not AP Lang, it. I think, was a little bit... That was a little different. Yeah, it was more <laughs> cut and dry. And I feel yeah. like having Mrs. Rose this year in an AP Lit, she's much, like, more personable with it's us. It's like a college class, yeah. too. Like, she treats us like college kids. Exactly. Nice. She treats us our age, and she makes sure that we're all doing well. We have, like, good, like, class discussions where we all feel... I mean, obviously, I can't say all, but most of us feel, yeah. like, you know, comfortable expressing how we feel. And same with her, and I feel like the reason like that I feel so comfortable in that class expressing how I feel is because she does too yeah and it makes it feel like an open it feels like a therapy environment session. every time I go in there I yeah I get out I'm drained I'm like that was nice but it yeah. also was very I feel like I just ran a marathon in my head exactly but it was it yeah was good. exactly so my last and final question to you is do you think mental health should be taught in every classroom and every grade level regardless of the like subject that the class is assigned to I feel like 
Um, I feel like they try to cover that in health a lot, which people take usually eighth grade, ninth grade, but it doesn't touch on mental health like it should. Yeah. Um, you know, or psychology even. It's very like explanations of what it is, not really mm-hmm. why it happens, who it affects, how it affects them. And I know like, do you think it's going to take into an unhealthy level if you're teaching people, you know, the stuff? And then people start diagnosing themselves, mm-hmm. and then they start... Because, I mean, you are what you think sometimes. Yeah. So, like, people that don't can't tell the difference in their professionals, they're, like, mm-hmm. starting to diagnose themselves and become that disorder. Do you think that could go, like, the wrong way? Um, I mean, I feel like, to some degree, I feel like if you're almost too knowledgeable about something, obviously you're going to pick out every sign of it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull out Young Sheldon for a second. Yeah, Because I see it all over my For You page, mm-hmm. and I... F- there was one episode where he was like, are you sure I don't have this disease? Are you sure I don't have that? Because mm-hmm. he's, like, so smart and he's always studying this stuff. And so, obviously, he's more inclined to be like, oh, do I have this? And yeah. I feel like it almost goes into, like, us with, like, the advancement of technology looking yeah. up. Okay, I have a sore throat. What does that mean? <laughs> or, like, oh, okay, I'm seeing this and yeah. feeling this. What does that mean? And it's going to take it to a whole other extent that it might truly be. Yeah, or it could true. help you and be like, okay, I should go talk to a doctor yeah you know or something like that so I think it definitely has positives and negatives but the problem with teaching it in schools is that young minds are so vulnerable yeah so if you're talking to like I don't know maybe second graders about having depression yeah maybe some of them might have early onset depression or something like that but you know now maybe that kid every time they're sad will think they have depression yeah because they're not at the age where they really understand it's what like that means reading the room almost exactly like you have to see who's there what can i say what can i say i think yeah i think it goes that way it's like definitely like read the room with anything honestly. yeah and i mean you have to think too okay maybe you can have that conversation with like high schoolers yeah they might be more like you know open to that information and understanding okay i don't have this but i see someone in my life that is experiencing these symptoms and maybe I should just check up on them yeah. or, you know, something like that. Do you have any, like, I know this, you're talking to hypochondriac here, so <laughs> do you have, like, any, like, funny stories of, like, you, like, doing that? Like, checking on someone? No, or? no, like, checking, like, your phone because you had something and then you're like, oh, my God, I have this or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to share one, I think it'd be funny. We could both share one. Um, okay, let me see. So I feel like. I'm going to say my biggest one was definitely during COVID. Um, I was, I mean, that's not mental health. That's physical health. But, you know, I mean, I was constantly being like, I have a cough. Does that mean I have COVID? Okay, I have a sore throat. Do I have COVID? And COVID is so many symptoms. Obviously, it was like, yes, half the time. Yeah. Side note, haven't gotten COVID yet. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Where is wood? But (laughs) right here. There we go. go. Um, But like, you know, that like freaked me yeah. out and I was so scared of getting it. and I was also quarantined like four yeah, times or something like I was like where are you and you're like I'm quarantined I was like yeah happened like 40 times yes I oh got quarantined so many oh, times which God. I mean again that brought me back like yeah. not swimming as much so I was every time I got quarantined I was like oh yeah yay yeah, oh I'm so sad I'm so sad oh my god coach yeah no I feel that yeah okay what's yours <laughs> mine yours is like I feel weird saying my mind okay so I was getting like a tummy ache for a while and I like I was like oh my god what's doing this wrong what's up with this apparently like, I was like swallowing my toothpaste so I thought it was my toothpaste so I called I think I told you this oh I called poison control and I was like Nate give me like my brother Nate I called him I was like Nate close the door 
before let me like i was like go get me the toothpaste so he got me toothpaste and i'm like this is what it is i think i'm like dying like do i have to go like because it says to call poison control if you feel like you ate too much so i was freaking out she's like bawling my eyes out then i went on a hot girl walk with my beats headphones on <laughs> and was crying and they told me it was fine and i was just like it's okay it's gonna be fine so I'm yeah that's fine, fine. That's if mine. poison control said you're fine you're fine oh yeah and i thought it's skin cancer one time that was fun yeah. Oh, actually, if we, yeah, me too. Okay, actually, see? this is a better example. Um, I lifeguard and, like we said, coach over the summer, so yeah. I'm outside all the time. Um, so I got like a sunburn right where my strap is yeah. for my swimsuit. And then I got a sunburn over my sunburn. Oh, cute. So everyone was like, Olivia, I'm like really concerned. I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I am okay. Fine. I didn't even think anything of it. And I was like, I'm fine. And I was like, wait, there's a lot of people expressing concern. Like, maybe I'm not fine. And so I was like looking up. I was like, sunburn scar on your back, like blah, blah, blah. And I came to the conclusion of sunburn purpura. It is not sunburn purpura. No, I don't even know if that is. No, it's not. I think you're okay. Yeah. She's here living, everybody. I'm living, but I do have a scar on my back now. It's like, it's like a dark. Purple. I want to say purple. It's like a darker color, and it is noticeable. Like if, like you don't have to. I look love how you describe it. It's a dark purple. <laughs> like, like okay. Anyone that's gonna see me prom, you'll see it. You'll see it. Like open Keep your eyes out. Like it's it's there for good now. Yeah. But you know, it's a little memories. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> memories. Oh my gosh, like my personal tattoo. Yeah, oh literally. God. Like that. I don't know. I mean, obviously, wear your sunscreen. Yeah. Um, especially if you're outside a lot. Reapply your sunscreen. Especially with summer coming up, everybody. Yes. Wear your sunscreen yes. coming from me. Um, so, obviously, that freaked me out. thought I maybe had skin cancer, but... Um, I'm glad we went on a little tangent about this. Yeah. This is cute. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to jump into, like, the fun questions, then? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, this is just, like, a rapid round of fun questions. I'm just going to ask you and kind of... Just give me, like, whatever comes up to your head, you know? Okay. Okay. Favorite movie. Go. Um... Oh, this is exposing me. Okay, no, it's fine. After. Oh my God, stop. I don't, I don't know how, see, see, hater, I'm hater. Not, no, I don't know. I don't feel open anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not being open to my guests. I appreciate, I respect you. Oh my God. It's just like so hard though. It is. I will say it's like a guilty pleasure. Except it's like all the like indulgent parts of yeah, the movie. Yeah, the little um, too sensual. Not parts. indulgent to me, but. Oh my God. You know. Okay. Next, next question. What is your favorite book? Um, okay. I'm not a reading girly, especially during the school year when I have to read and then I get, like, confused. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite book I've read on my own. Um, don't hate me. Is it after? <laughs> How'd you know? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually binge read, like, binge read the entire, like, yeah. book series in a one week like over that. the summer. I haven't read it yet, but yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, your vibe. But okay. it's like... I'll try it out, though. Yeah, try it out. I mean, I don't know. It's just like... I feel like it gets to a point where it's a little bit too repetitive. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like would drive you crazy. <laughs> it might, but I do it for you. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> um, What is the, like a favorite event that you swam? Definitely backstroke. I'm a backstroke girly. Um, yeah, Julia's demonstrating backstroke, backstroke right now. Backstroke, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I loved backstroke, and I think the part... So, like, I have asthma, and I literally, I think I, like, as I was swimming, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have asthma. Like, I think, like, oh I was God. like, I can't breathe. 
Um, I've never had an asthma attack though, so I think we're okay. Okay, but, good, good. That's <laughs> a plus. Okay. But I think oh like a God. plus for backstroke is like I was able to breathe the entire time doing it. Oh. Like it's constant breathing. You're on your back. Yeah. You don't have to like take a breath. It like opens up your lungs more. Exactly. Yeah. Like it just feels good. Yeah. So like I loved it. You didn't have to like like I obviously get out of breath or swimming yeah but like you can still have constant airflow yeah like, it's great it's great yeah i love it 100 backstroke <laughs> yeah go try it, everyone <laughs> uh what is like a favorite the favorite way that you spend your time um okay or now at least so i love watching tiktok oh my um, gosh yes all the references in this guys if you watch tiktok <laughs> just as much as olivia you will get them <laughs> Oh my yeah, I, I love watching TikTok, and I think, like, obviously it can, like, go into the point of, like, you know, a little bit too, like, mental health not friendly. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just, like, I love seeing, like, all the people I relate to. Like, it makes me feel seen. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that happens? Well, then it also makes you feel unoriginal, so no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't want people to demonize it, though, because I feel like, honestly, mm-hmm. when I had, like, really, really bad anxiety, like, just scrolling, I know some people that would, like, not be It distracts you. It distracts me and it calm me down. Exactly. So, like, I don't know. Um, what is your favorite brand that you shop from? Okay. <laughs> hmm. Let me think. Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, oh my god. You know, I never shopped there before I started working there. Slight plug, everybody. But yeah. <laughs> I remember even in my interview, my manager was like, so what's your experience with the brand? I was like, I actually don't have any. I've never shopped here. And he was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, now my whole closet's from there. Me and Julia are both wearing Abercrombie yeah, today. Yeah, for you. Yeah, thank you. She used her um, discount on the shirt, I'm using. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so I felt special. Yeah, work at Abercrombie. I love every, everything. Yeah, her coworkers are super nice. So yeah, yeah, Julia's met my coworkers mm-hmm. and my managers. Yes, so very nice. I love everyone. Yes. <laughs> um, what is your favorite song? Drew Barrymore by SZA. Obviously, that's like we just time sensitive. Yeah, yeah I... Great. I think that song, oh my god, I love SZA. I went to her concert. If you know me, yes. you know I love SZA. Yes. And I love Drew Barrymore because I feel like one of the lines is like, is it warm enough for you? And I feel yeah. like obviously that can be taken into so many different yeah. ways. But like the way I see it um, is like she's saying like, is it good enough for you? Am yeah. I good enough for you oh, now? yeah. And like she's like constantly repeating like, is it warm enough for you outside? Mm-hmm. Like is it, like I just feel like it's very like, you had me at a standard. Am I there yet? Am I okay for you now? Yeah. Am I good enough for you now? Yeah. And it just feels very, very empowering. like... Empowering. Yeah, empowering. It's like realizing that people are always going to have standards for you, and you're not always going to meet those standards, nor do you even have to, like, think about them. No. You don't even have to hold standards for yourself. Just, like, try to be the best person you can and, like, yeah. you know, all that. So, so I'm guessing SZA is, like, your favorite musician, then? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is your favorite food? Um, My favorite food... I, okay, I love ice cream. Okay, okay, love it. I put it as my favorite food for an interview in sixth grade. Okay. And the person that was interviewing me said, that's not a food. Yes, it is because I eat it, okay? Yes, literally. So I know it's not a meal, but I love ice cream. Point blank, period. Ice cream's a food and it's delicious. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I guess I should ask you. Mm, Blue Cosmo from Mitchell's. Oh I my love gosh. it. Everyone says it's a child's flavor, but in my defense, I am isn't 17, just, so I am a child. Isn't that just vanilla with blue flavor coloring? No, it's like cotton candy flavored. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of the other one. There's another one that's just like vanilla, but it has like blue on it. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of another place. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Bill Cosmo's like cotton candy with marshmallows. I'm a chocolate girl all the way. Oh, I, okay. If I had to pick between vanilla and chocolate, I'm choosing chocolate. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I don't, I don't know if people don't like chocolate. I can't. <laughs> um, what is your favorite school subject? My favorite school subject this year 
my favorite school subjects were definitely like ceramics. Yeah, I loved ceramics. I still have the little candy cane you made. Yes, I made my entire little lit group candy canes. So cute. I love that. Um, but like overall, I think in general, my favorite school su- subject has like been science. Yeah, I love it. I love how hands on it is. I love like the environment. My favorite class I've taken at the high school overall is definitely astronomy. Oh, I thought it was yeah. so cool. We have a planetarium in our school. Seeing like the stars and it, like the planets, it's just so cool it's to so, learn about. Do you felt like you were in that after scene? Oh, oh, don't <laughs> yeah. no, Literally. no, yeah. not the after reference. That, that why did one. I not think of that? I know, but honestly though, that that scene, that that scene, like that, that's a good scene. I'm not gonna lie. I'll give. Not you gonna that. lie. Yeah. Okay. Is there a teacher that made you want to pursue teaching? Um. I feel like it was like a gradual thing for me, like on my own personal yeah. path. I definitely have teachers that I look back on that I'm like, oh, they're a good teacher. Uh-huh. Like, I enjoyed them. And, like, you know, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Schrote, my mom's always like, remember Mrs. Schrote? I was like, yes, I do. She was a very good teacher. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we all have those teachers that we look back on. We're like, they were a really good person. Mm-hmm. And we also have those teachers we look back on. They're like, they were not a good person. They were not a good person. I'm going to learn for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was that girly who cried every day on the first day of school when I was younger. And I had one teacher... That was, like, very acknowledging of that. And she was yeah. like, you know, it's okay, blah, blah. I had another teacher that just ignored me. Oh, my God. So, you know, obviously, <laughs> there's yeah. the two extremes. There's two extremes, but yeah. you know what's right and wrong. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, since we're a senior, I kind of want to go, like, down to a memory lane with you. Mm-hmm. So, I want you to give me, like, your favorite um, elementary school memory, middle school, and high school memory. Okay. Favorite elementary school memory. I feel like this is the one I think of the most. Definitely... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two. Okay, go ahead. Because one's funny. One's just cool. So one of them actually is athletic. Oh, okay. So we did this thing called Walk Run Club or like something like oh, that. yeah. Yeah, we had these like little chain bracelets and you would walk a certain number of laps around mm-hmm. like our little field I and make it a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time you got a mile, you would get a charm. We we loved these. Yeah. Like that got me going. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that. Um, but like a funny memory... Um, I remember in second grade, they, I don't know why this was thing. I was not personally involved in this, but I thought it was hilarious. What? The kids in my grade had a wedding. I remember that so clearly. I feel like everybody's seen like a like elementary school wedding. But like this right? was like to like the next level. Really? Okay. Like we had a oh day God. planned. People came to, like we came to school dressed up. Oh. The girls came to school in their first communion dresses. My like, God. cause they're white. Like, as your wedding yeah. dress. Um, we literally, on the blacktop during recess, all lined up. They walked down, like, the aisle. They said their vows. Like, it was crazy. And, like, the teachers even knew this Oh, my time. God. Like, it was, like, it wasn't just, That like, would freak me out as a kid. I, it, mean, I thought it was a little goofy, even as a second grader. But looking back, that was hilarious. Memories experience, everybody. Like, yeah, they got, like, their hair done. Get like, married at second grade, you know? Yeah, that literally. Like a TLC show I wonder if they've gotten divorced since, probably. Probably. I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's not worked out. Um, middle school... That was a rough time. Mm, yeah, that doesn't have many light moments. Yeah. Um, I really liked, let's see, I liked going in the courtyard after lunch. Yeah, that was always When that nice. was allowed, that was nice. Both of my pods, sixth grade and seventh grade, kind of sucked, so there's not a lot from that. But our eighth grade pod, the Dragons. Oh, yeah. That was good. We had a lot of cool incentives. We went to the rec center. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like overall, just one of the good memories is just like, I don't know, like the last day. Yeah, that of eighth was good. Grade. We all like, like that walked was out. Fun. That was cute. I, I did not. People were crying. Yeah, I was like, 
be so for real. I feel I'm like sorry. it was. Such... I understand. It's hard. It's hard. But I was like, yeah, I wasn't crying, but I was definitely a little sentimental yeah. for the fact of like. I'm a high schooler now. Yeah. Like, like that is such a big change going from eighth grade and being a middle schooler to being that, a high though? schooler. Like when I was like a kindergartner, I'd be like, okay, so I have this many years until eighth grade. Okay, yeah. I have this many years until eighth grade. Yeah. And then I got to eighth grade and I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna be like a high schooler. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I mean, that. yeah, a lot of p- kids are 14 when they're eighth in eighth yeah. grade ish. So it's like, kind of. Yeah. And my thing was always like, oh my god, 14 year olds are so old. Like, when yeah. am I gonna be 14? And then I was 14. I was like, this is really not that great. No. But, like, because I still have so much time ahead of me. And now we end school in two weeks. I know. Like, don't even. Like, oh, my God. And, like, we are done. And we're, like, done, done. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite high school memory? My favorite high school memory? I feel like it's definitely going to be the last day of school, senior oh, year. Oh, yeah. So that's TBD. But TBD. so far, I feel like it just has to be just, like, Hanging out with my friends. Like, we yeah. can drive now. We can do our own mm-hmm. stuff. There's so many memories you make in high school. Exactly. Because you're finally, like, growing up a little bit. Like, yeah. we can drive and get food. We can hang out. We can go to the movies. Yeah. Like, I feel like just collectively, it's just, like, a good time for so many memories. No, yeah. I don't have one that I can pinpoint and be like, this was the best day of my life. I just feel like, overall, high school kind of sucks for the fact of, like, it's a lot of people trying to be a lot of different things and you know but we're all just also trying to find ourselves it's never a dull day in high school though no it's not no it's not i love it there's always something going on yeah so i mean something yeah (laughs) i love that you use a little memory lane that was cute yeah Um, (laughs) what is your favorite color my favorite color i feel like i always said i was a blue girly but like deep down i'm a pink girl you pink on but right I, now. I do have pink so on right now. So I feel like now. your pink early is coming out. Yeah, I love pink and blue. I think if I had to pick, I'd choose pink. But those okay. are my two favorites like for it. sure. I like it. <laughs> um, what is your unpopular opinion? I love this question. I actually just had an unpopular opinion yesterday that okay. I was telling my friend Gino. So Gino, if you're listening. Okay. Here it is. Um, he was posting little like Total Drama. Have you ever seen like Total Drama Island? Yes, I love that show. Okay. So I said my unpopular opinion is that I love Courtney. So, for anyone that hasn't seen Total Drama Island, this girl, Courtney, she's very, like, a a know-it-all. She's know-it-all. But, like, I love her because she knows what she wants. Yeah. Like, she's very, like, I am doing this. We are doing this. I'm not saying, like, be in charge of, like, everyone and don't take other people's opinions into consideration. But, like, she is such a girl boss. And I love her for that. People love hating a powerful woman. Yes. I loved her. Courtney... Courtney, power for Courtney, or whatever. Um, what is your favorite city you visited? My favorite city? Um, okay. I feel like I have to say San Diego. Oh. It wasn't, like, the most memorable trip of my life. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, San Diego specifically. Like, that was a memorable, memorable yeah. trip. I went to California, Las Vegas, and I went to Arizona. Oh, okay. Like, Grand Canyon lot, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, I love San Diego. The weather's, like, perfect. Like, it's just, like, so nice it there. Is, yeah. They have this really cute statue of, like, a, like, soldier, like, dipping his, like, girlfriend Aww. or wife when he gets yeah. home. It's it's really cute. I love the area. And my uncle lives there. Okay, yeah. And, but he was telling me, he lives, like, paycheck to paycheck. And oh, I am, like, that's... a spending problem girl. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I have a spending problem. We're trying to work on it. It's but, okay. So, like, realistically, that wouldn't work out for me. We still but... do our, like, what do you call it? 
like not using our was it dry something yeah. oh we tried doing it the one time and then we're both, it makes like, it sound like spend. like i know people do like dry months for like yeah, alcohol it's not we didn't alcohol. do that for spending money it's for spending money that's what we're doing for it's not alcohol <laughs> yeah we that. but i loved san diego uh so, yeah. yeah i wish i put that on my bucket list you need to go there okay what is your favorite season my favorite season probably summer uh-huh. i always said i was a spring person but like there's also a lot of rain i don't rain's nice when i don't have to be in it yeah um but i just true. love summer because like again good memories coaching swim team that's like what me and my friends look forward to i think we're also really relaxed in summer without school yes you go outside sun feels great on your skin except for when you're double sunburnt like me and it leaves a scar yeah but otherwise it's great oh well, it's great <laughs> um so what are you looking forward to most about college I'm definitely looking forward to the new pool of people. Mm-hmm. I like Julia was saying. I love like talking to new yes. people, and like I just am so excited to meet like more people. Like even yeah. like meeting my roommate Anna. Like she is like she seems like, like your vibe. Like, yeah, like talk to me. Like, like your face lights up. Yes, so, yeah. like we are like the same person. Yeah, like we have like the same like style. Like it's I'm just great. It. Yeah, and so like I'm excited to like meet more people that like. I can be friends with. Like, yeah. I just love meeting people. Yes. That's why I love, like, doing stuff. Like, yes. I just, so that's definitely more, And freedom. Freedom. So, That's, that's you know. definitely a big plus. Yes. Um, it's my last amount of question to you. Mm-hmm. This is a mental health podcast. <laughs> I have to ask all my guests this. So, how yeah. are you doing? I think I'm doing good. Okay. I mean, obviously, we all have our down days. Really stressed. Because yes. we have a lot of school stuff going on. Yes. Um, a lot of work. But... <laughs> You know, I mean, I think I'm just seeing, like, the end of the tunnel here. Yeah, it's you know, like a little end of the tunnel. It's, like, like, I just, like, you know, graduation's coming up. And I have, like, a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. And I think, again, like, I'm looking forward to college. Like, just, yeah. like, meeting new people and having this, like, new path and, like, new start yeah. overall. Yeah, and that's... I'm so happy that you said that because that's what I'm looking forward to. Yay! And, yeah, I think we're both doing good. Yeah. We're both stressed AP and other, like, tests Once like that. Once we get through that, then it's smooth, smooth sailing. sailing. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for letting me interview you. This was yeah, fun. of course. Um, and obviously, it helps that, like, I'm really good friends with you. So, it was, like, <laughs> me just having a conversation with you and recording it. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to this week's podcast episode. I hope it allowed all of you listening to have a deeper appreciation for teachers and all that they do for us. Um, Without teachers, we wouldn't be functioning human beings who can talk, read, calculate, interpret, um, do like our sports and the list goes on. Um, I want to thank Olivia for allowing me to interview her and being willing to share her insight and passion for teaching. Uh, Olivia is just a bright light in my day and I'm so happy to share a little bit of her brightness with you all today. Um, She's going to have like such a positive impact on so many people in her life and I'm happy and honored that PBS will be the first class she will have ever taught. Um, Remember to respect your teachers and those who we grow and learn from and you can only get so far by yourself so don't forget the people that contributed to your success. Uh, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, night, morning. Uh, I love you all and take Olivia's ray of sunshine and passion throughout the rest of your day in life. Passion and determination will get you to places you never imagined you could get to. So keep up your hard work and keep spreading kindness because you never know who could help.